0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sneaker Enthusiast Podcast. My name is Brian, and each week my brother Nacho and I sit down with a guest and geek out about sneakers. We interview people in the sneaker industry. We're going to be doing some sneaker news in the future. Basically, if you're into sneakers, you've come to the right place. For this week's episode, we'll be interviewing Glenn from Hustler Hacks. Glenn has been a longtime friend of the channel. If you didn't know, Nacho and I have a YouTube channel called Nacho Average Finds. We do sneaker history and other sneaker videos on there. But basically Glenn's been a long time friend of the channel. We go way back. Uh, we talked about, he's actually the reason that we started a YouTube channel in the first place and when we talk about that. We also talk about his Ross finds videos which is the genre he created on YouTube which is basically like going to Ross and finding sneaker deals and flipping them for a profit. He's found some crazy sneakers over the years and of course we had some crazy stories about some of the sneakers we found at Ross, Marshalls, Burlington, all those famous discount retailers and we just had a great time and I hope you guys enjoy this conversation with Glenn from Hustler Hacks. It seems like he just like randomly picked a random ass team and like was just like let's go to the Super Bowl. Yeah,
1: <laughs> let's go to the Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> but um But yeah, dude, so so thanks for being here, man.
1: Oh man, thanks for having me. How's the how's the podcast going right now? Uh, first couple pr- episodes, so this is
0: this is episode number two, so um uh, we're we're pretty pumped about it. You know, we've been talking about doing this for a long time and we finally finally you know, we stopped procrastinating and started doing it. So, and There we go. And
1: the, yeah. and the channel's almost there at 100K, ready to get that plaque. Man. Then yeah. how long did it take you again? Uh, it took me a long-ass time. Yeah, dude.
2: <sighs> like five, six years now? Yeah, it took me, yeah, a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The most known unknown. You mean? <laughs> yeah,
0: Let, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it because I remember, like, you were basically, you probably don't know this, but you are the reason that we even started a channel. Like, because I, cause I, so I got a camera, I had like, I got a camera and I wanted to get into photography and shit. And I was like Mm -hmm. walking around LA, like taking photos. And then I realized like, yo, I could do videos too. And, and I decided to turn, I was like, who can I film? I, I wanted to make a YouTube channel, but I wasn't sure like who, who, and I was like, you know, you know, who's not scared to be on camera, David my brother <laughs> nacho and i was like let me let me go ahead and just flip the the script on him and i was like what is he into like what can we talk about and i, I his whole instagram was like ross Finds. yeah and yeah. i was like are there people who like have youtube channels are we going to be the first and i like searched ross Finds on youtube and of course you came up you had like Bro, you had like you already had like a hundred videos, dude. <laughs> we watching them, and I was like, "Bro, this is this is genius! Like, this is what we got to do." And I just remember like modeling almost everything. Like the reason, like we cho- chose the color orange. David probably doesn't know this, but the reason we chose chose the color orange, like from a brand standpoint, was because you had turquoise, and I was trying to like kind of, you know, you know how it is when you make stuff, you like kind of mimic somebody, then you put your yeah. twist on it, and that's where that's kind of where it came from
1: i appreciate that well, i think i mean you guys did the thing is, is that people didn't understand i think is from like seeing nacho is that like, he was talking in you know, talking about sneakers from like being a sneakerhead and and like loving sneakers point of view and not like the reseller point of view so yeah. people were kind of like kind of confused and like well this doesn't really sell for a lot like Nacho was like that's not my point though like my point is just like i appreciate these shoes
2: yeah. Well, like, you know, in the beginning, like, you know, when it started, I mean, it's always been, you know, I mean, for the love of the sneaker, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, I've always been like a budget shopper. Like I, I, I still don't pay, you know, full price for a lot of things. So it's just one of those things where, you know, we're talking about the glory days where you could go in there and you could find grails, you know, mm-hmm. for, for a fraction of, the price. obviously you're not going to get a box, but you know, you're, you're going to wear them. So you would get, you know, really, really good good finds for you know 40 bucks you know because everything was still 39.99 you know 1924 so i mean it was like you know it was it was a great it was a glorious time
1: it was a glorious time
2: and i just liked like you know the like the history aspect of it or how cool they look you know i really you know yeah the reselling aspect you know is is cool and all that stuff but i i really like to dive into the actual history and the knowledge of what makes this sneaker cool. You know, how is it that a 30, you know, 40-year-old sneaker is still relevant to this day? That's yeah. my thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, bro, I mean like David will tell you we had we had like some major rifts because I was like cuz I saw you you and other people getting views like on the reselling shit and I was trying to push him in that direction. Yeah. And I I didn't understand, dude. I like I didn't know at the time. I didn't know anything about sneakers or culture or none of that stuff and I'd be like, "No, bro, you got to like you know, we gotta find like certain things, and and he was just going off the top too. He didn't mm-hmm, you know because he's not. I mean, he's a reseller, but not like a crazy reseller. He didn't. He doesn't really. He's still a. Ho- I'm a hobbyist oh, in a sense. Like he yeah. didn't know how to check comps. I I mean, <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> like correctly. Um, and uh, I remember just pushing him towards. It. I was like, dude, we gotta be like you know more like hustler hacks and more
1: like you know the other other
0: fools who were doing it out there. And, and uh, then, but
1: making that switch, I mean, ended up being the smartest uh, thing possible to do. I mean, you'd be stuck where I am doing the same Ross lines. I think okay. you, you're kind of capped at a limit when you're doing kind of like, because you're not, you're not the same kind of like, you know, there. You see all the prankster videos. You see like mm-hmm. all these viral videos. Like these videos aren't gonna hit that. Like the Ross stuff. Like it just isn't. I mean, it's fun, and I enjoy it. That's why I keep doing it. But if someone was trying to go viral and kind of like really hit it big or stuff, you're like you wouldn't even be touching that kind of stuff. But to go for like the history side, what you guys started to do, man, I mean, took off. But I think a lot of people don't understand how much editing goes through that. I mean, you guys do an insane job on the editing and voiceover, and I mean, it's shown success. So, and I want to see see that channel pass mine. I know it is. So let's get in there.
0: I don't know man. I mean we'll see. I'm I personally and I think David is too. I think I'm I'm pretty burnt on the sneaker history stuff I'm, we're, I'm working on another video that's totally not that. Oh okay. And um we're going to see if we can try to switch it up and even go back to some Ross finds cuz that shit's fun to make. It's just yeah. so fun being out there yeah. like
1: it's throwing well, the hunt.
0: <laughs> it's it's fun
2: but it's exhausting at the same time. You yeah. know, especially like nowadays because it's it's so, you know, it's everybody's doing the Ross Vines thing, not the videos, but they're just hunting. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, and it's literally like, it's, it's almost like rare to find things or you have to travel far to, to find <laughs> like, you know, a good, I remember we were hitting 10 stores to eight stores just to make one video, just to make mm-hmm. one video. You know, that's, that's, you know, something to talk about because, you know, you can only talk about the same items. So, so many times. It's yeah. just like, Man, like you know, different colorway of this we found this last week, you know. And then also with the with the Ross finds thing, I feel that people like, like they have the videos they they have no legs, you know. Like mm-hmm. once people watch them, once people yeah. get what they get out of them, it's done. Like they're pretty yeah. much like dead videos, and it's sense. like hype.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. So like the rewatchability is kind of like low. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: When did when did you start doing that? Like I know you used to be called like. Um, was it mad cheap kicks or something yeah i <laughs> did you even well, actually let's go even further back like when did you even get into sneakers
1: um so let's see probably like i mean everything kind of started when you have you have like cousins and family and stuff that's into you know nba and things like that so for me like my cousin fred he was like older by like what six seven years so he was into like bulls and like metallica uh-huh. and like things that i never even knew of It's just like a little kid i was like i don't know any of this
0: he was that one cousin
1: yeah exactly that's where it all starts and so you know he already had jordans he already had like things that i don't know what they were but watching like bulls and sonics and things like that i'd I watch all the nba games i'd record nba finals i have them on vhs at my parents house still and i was just so into it and i remember like like Randy Brown was like number zero for the Bulls. He wore like, he wore like everybody else's shoes and he just like rode the bench. And I'm like, dude, he had the uptempos, he had the Jordan 11s, he had everything. And I mean, I wanted those, but there's no way like my parents are going to pay for anything like Uh that. So, and then I started seeing people, you know, at school wearing them. And like my friend Justin had Concord 11s. Um, Someone else had uptempos. Uh, Shacknoses. I wanted the Shacknoses. Never got them. What was and the then, first shoe where you were like, "Oh shit!" Like, <laughs> that well, that was, bro? like, well, the funny thing is, my my mom got me a pair of Asics. It was mm. my first like shoe, so nowhere near anybody else that they had, <laughs> you know, heat wise. And I was like, man, I really want something. I didn't get any of those. Instead, my mom got me the Reebok Big Hurt. <laughs> oh, nice though.
2: Which so one, that's black the
1: white? I had the white.
2: The white, yeah. Hey, those are the ones, man. Those are nice. I love yep. those. You mean? Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: I I always like the big hurt and then the Reebok Blast.
1: Oh okay, you, I remember those.
2: You, you remember the blast? It's like a two tone colorway, kind mm-hmm. of almost like yeah, yeah. Those those are really cool. And then I also like the Sean Kemp's. The you know what I mean? The, the kamikaze. The yeah, the kamikaze, and then the Rayman ones too. Like you know the uh I, I forgot which ones, but they have almost like a hexa light like little
1: oh yeah they, yeah they
2: almost look like the pippins but they have a hexalite bubble in there mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I i don't know i was a big reebok guy as oh, a child, okay. So. Yeah. okay
1: yeah so those uh, yeah those are like the classics and then i just i wanted something and then that's what my my mom could get me and get and afford and so i I wore the big hurt and no one else really had them or i don't know if they cared but i had them
0: <laughs> and then then you i mean you lived through like what, like the dunk era and all that stuff were you like one of those kids who who like had all the had all the dope dunks and and collected them
1: no like i i didn't even get like real shoes until i could like you know save up money and get and, and pay for them so like the year after that people started coming out with they had like the zoom flight five the jason kids mm-hmm. um and i wanted those the penny twos i wanted those didn't get them the uh i remember this girl had the the Barry sanders like the zoom like the the turf jet and like turf those jet,
2: are oh, yeah yeah I know what you're talking
1: yeah about. and those are dope too it had like the strap on the front it was like blue yeah. and, and white and uh and <laughs> no that, until at the very end i think around like 2000 i remember like ps2 was coming out and i saved up like a bunch of money from like when it was like it was christmas into my birthday into like mowing lawns and then I got a PS2, and later on that year, I saw, I saw, like, Slam Magazine that uh, Space Jam 11s were coming out. And so I gave my dad money to go buy them, and he went to the mall, and he got them for me. So Ooh. that was, like, my first, like, major, major pair.
0: Yeah, your first major sneaker purchase. Yeah. I was, like, I was, like,
1: in, like, eighth grade, ninth grade.
0: <laughs> and then ev- event- eventually you started getting into, like, <clears throat> designing and stuff like that, right? Like, graphic design and... Like talk, talk to us, like what you were, what were you doing before you started like mad cheap kicks or before you started like
1: an eBay business? So, um, I started to like customize like those, uh, sports McFarland figures. Like, <laughs> I used to, yeah, that's what, what I used to do. Like, what like in those? high school to make extra like money on the side. So like I would, I would buy them and then like buy them from like whatever store. And then I would like repaint them into like a different player, and then sell them as like a custom player.
0: So they were like, what, what, what were those? Do you know what those are, David? The set? Yeah,
2: they're the, they're the like the, the the they're like they're pretty much like 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 vinyl figurines of like you know players, and they're like posing like yeah you know like they're uh, doing like like the baseball player like bah, you know what I mean or like a football player he's throwing the ball. Damn, yeah, I, I don't realize talking about this, is, you're
0: hella into basketball.
1: I didn't even realize that, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so just. Yeah, NFL, NBA, just, like, lived it for, like, I don't know how many years, just, like, watching all the games. And of course, I collected cards when I was little, but not really to, like, resell or anything like that. I just liked um, a lot of, like, design aspects for that. And then in high school, I saw people just, like, starting to customize these figures, and they were selling for, like, decent amount of money. And so I started to do that just, like, to make extra side money. And then um, after that is, like, when I started to like go to college and then like I didn't have any money coming in I was like started to work just like helping my parents so that that kind of stopped from like any shoes and stuff I liked I was always like big into like jerseys too like not like a big mm-hmm. jersey collection but that's kind of like started getting to I guess somewhat like design kind of like things like that but I didn't even know what I really wanted to do you know not until I finished like my basics for college like what's even next so started to design stuff and then I got a job at my university as a graphic designer and I worked full time and a salary job or whatever. And then I moved up to like a marketing coordinator, which I do not even know, like some of this other stuff that was going, I just like to design stuff. Now they had me doing like events and like billboards and like Mm -hmm. stuff I didn't really care about. And then I had like three or four bosses at this point too. I'm like, man, I gotta get a I gotta get away my way my way out of here or something, cause it's getting too much, too much politics too.
0: Would <laughs> would you say that um you you started um your YouTube channel out of like a necessity or just like you just needed to find out find your own path, basically? You hated your job so much that you needed to uh
1: to Yeah, just you need to find own... something to keep those like juices flowing and like creativity because you're just like stuck behind a desk like day in and day yeah, out. Yeah, like it's driving insane. And so I was like, I got to do something in my spare time to like, just something to look forward to, you know, and just Mm -hmm. like, and so I did that. And then at the same time, I started going to like thrift stores and like garage sales and stuff to like flip items.
0: And like, in the earlier days, how many, like, what were, what was like your engagement like for like (laughs) the first couple of years of like mad cheap kicks, like, (laughs) because like, dude because you because dude it was so niche like you were like the only person in that niche was there anybody
1: else doing this at the time? So I saw one other dude that did find like some Jordan sixes like at Ross and it was like a 30 second video it was all pixeled like I, you could uh-huh. barely see what was going on and then but no one else was really doing anything you know regarding like Ross stuff and I'd been to Ross like when I was like younger and I remember finding like random things here and there. I think one of the biggest things when I was when I was younger, I remember going to like Phoenix with my parents and and my brother for like a vacation and we went to like one of the malls or something. And they had a Ross there and they had like a bunch of like champion jerseys like Phoenix Suns like Steve Nash and like Sean Mary and and they're like mm-hmm. 10 they're 9.99 each. And I was like, "Man, like and I remember I wanted my 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 parents got me one. That's because, like, the Sean Marion one I wanted to wear. But I never thought, like, the mindset of, like, flipping or anything like that. Especially I didn't have any money to get anything anyway. So that's where I remember kind of, like, Rasta from. And then I started to go more often. And in high school, like, Marshalls even had, like, authentic Nike jerseys. They had the Dirk and they had Tim Duncan. And they're, like, $40 each. And my Mm. friend was, like, a big Spurs fan. And I took him, like, do you know they have these Tim Duncan, like, authentic jerseys at Marshalls? He's like what the hell's marshals and i'm like and i was like hey let's go over here and i took them and then we were really like seniors in high school and then he's like what like why do they have this here i was like i don't know these are like 200 jerseys and so he got one for himself but even then i never really had that like thought of like flipping or anything and then created the channel was really oh, wow. about stuff i could find and why, even why then i would even talk about filming. flipping
0: like why did you start filming things and why did
1: you start like the channel like do you remember why (laughs) Uh, at that time I was like I wanted to just kind of like show like the things that were out there and like anybody can go to these stores and pick up these things and then when I started making money off of it I was like I could probably help other people out that are trying to like get out of their like job that they hate too and maybe they could kind of like do this on the side and then I just started like pumping out more videos and then I quit for like eight nine months because editing was pretty tough like i only had the phone to edit out of and even Damn. then it was like iphone four or whatever or three i don't <laughs> yeah. even know and it was like it took forever to upload like the basic video to get basic things on there and i was like man this taking forever and then i got so caught up with that job that i didn't even get to upload anything for a while
0: yeah i know the feeling dude yeah <laughs> i totally know the feeling even even to this day like i i still wouldn't want to edit with my phone it's the worst yeah
1: (laughs) yeah it's yeah even now you would think that maybe it'd be a little bit easier but even now it's like still pretty tough
0: yeah so what was some of the crazy shit that you that you found back because like david maybe you can speak to this like you like ross ross marshalls burlington it ain't what it used to be like you can't find like the the shit that you were finding back then david when you were going to ross and stuff like that shit don't exist no more, right? <laughs> I mean, it does to a point. It's just it's gone so fast. You know, the competition
2: is fierce now. So you know, and then people are like, you know, buying the whole. You, you know, before people would just buy like a few pairs here and there. Nah, they're controlling the market by buying the whole stack, and they're <laughs> buying like you know, what I mean, they're buying like, you know, thousands of dollars worth of items in one hit. So if you're, you can't just like, in my opinion. You can't just walk into these stores anymore randomly and then be like, "Oh, wow." You know what I mean? I mean, it, it does happen, but it's rarer and rarer and rarer. At least in a larger city because you know, um I mean, it's not like a big city, but it's a larger city and it has a lot of stores.
0: What but were you finding like back then? Like before I I mean, even...
2: I was I mean, okay, so I started going to Ross like way back in the days. Like, we're talking about in the 90s. I remember the 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 tempo, the 97 up uptempos there. Mm-hmm. And this is back when they still used to uh, cut the box tops off things. Mm-hmm. And the reason I started going is because, so like when I was like in high school and in middle school, like, you know, I really like clothes and stuff like that. I've always been big into clothes. And um, my dad used to go to these stores and he would always have like cool stuff, mm-hmm. but he'd have it in like the most off the wall colors like he'd have like a lime or watermelon green like tommy hill figure shirt but it was dope you know and i'd be like where do you get this stuff you know he'd say it in spanish be like i'd be like okay so i went one day and i go and i'm like dude it's like they had all kinds of cool stuff like i was like this is this is it i could the money that they give me for my clothes for high school I can double my clothes mm-hmm. by shopping at this place. And I'll, this is back when things were still defective at Ross oh, when yeah. the tags were still cut on the Levi's yeah, and things like that. that. Cause they couldn't, they, they couldn't sell like, you know, you knew they were Levi's because of the pattern on the, on, on the pockets on the back pockets, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, so you'd have to kind of really check, make sure both sleeves matched up and all that other stuff. <laughs> but yeah, like you could find like crazy things. Like, I mean, like, it, it's wild. I mean, the more knowledge you get, the more knowledge that I that I got and, and the more, like, I was like, okay, well, like, I saw these at the mall, like, last season and now they're here mm-hmm. and they're, like, 70% off. It's, like, it, it was, like, a no-brainer for me. So, I would just get a bunch of, like, cool clothes from there. And it was all, like, the clothes that, like, was expensive at, like, Champs and Foot Locker and yeah. Just for Feet and all those other stores. So, I would get, like, you know, Nike jackets, Nike sweatshirts, you know, Adidas stuff. Reebok stuff you know it was just that that's kind of how it just started it just started just because you know I wanted to look cool on the budget you know
1: yeah well the crazy thing is they don't have many I mean how many raw stores did they even have back then compared to what they have now I mean they've been growing like crazy so yeah, also yeah they only
2: like had one they only had one 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 raw store back then and then they had a TJ Maxx and then mm-hmm. they had a TJ Maxx and I remember the TJ Maxx you know how they have like the straight racks now Back yeah. then, they still used to have those round racks.
0: Mm-hmm. And you literally oh, yeah, had to,
2: yeah. yeah, and everything wasn't, and it wasn't size coordinated or anything. It was just like it was by color. It was, yeah. it was by color, so you'd have to go like if it was the black shirts, <laughs> you'd have to go and you'd have to dig through every single one. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, uh, you know, it was it was an interesting time, but I, like I said, you could find like some really really cool stuff in there. You know, yeah. like, and, and that was just that's how it started for me. But as far as like the coolest thing, the the coolest thing that I that I think I found that I thought was like, wow, was probably, and this is this is a little bit later on, was probably those Nike Destroyer jackets, the Olympic ones. Mm. That's kind of like what set it off for me, just because they were $29.99 and they reached out for like, I don't know, like, what was it, like $350, $450 yeah. at that time? Yeah, and those things were like big. I was like, dude, these are crazy, you know what I mean? Because, you know, it's, it's a leather bomber. I mean, it, yeah. it is, they're really, really nice, you know? What about you, Glenn?
0: You must have, you must have some crazy-ass stories, bro.
1: Yeah, well it's funny you said that uptempo 97 was like one of the first shoes that you saw that was like my first video was uptempo 97 uh-huh. and and i had the then the videos like it was just me kind of like wearing the shoes and just kind of like showing them like i don't want to show my face nothing like i was just like <laughs> i do not want to early youtube be on camera. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> don't want to be on camera here's what i picked up here was the price that was it mm. um then i found like katie fours, i found like kobe sevens i found and so the biggest thing for me was like finding you know the jordan six and then um and selling those but i only found like one pair because which color were like the, in, it was color? a varsity red so it was like black varsity oh. red colorway and and what else did i find during that time yeah kind of like some pennies here and there and then that's when i kind of stopped and then i came back later on you know almost a year later eight nine months later so but that was in the beginning back, pretty, pretty cool when,
0: stuff when was it when you when you came with that mindset like yo i'm gonna come in here i'm a you know i see these these uh these you know up tempos for 40 bucks and i can flip them for like 100 on ebay and you kind of became this dude like you kind of be- became known for <laughs> you know for flipping these things and actually yeah. turning a profit because this shit like it's hard to scale this, man. I mean, I'm pretty sure you have other streams of income, but like, I mean, it's it's this hardcore. Like, if you really want to like make some good money, just like yeah, it's... it's like it's basic economics. But like, you, it's really hard. Like, you got to drive to all these stores like daily. And like, when did that? When did you decide? Like, all right, I'm gonna try to you know do this shit like hardcore, hardcore.
1: Well, when I I guess when I came back, I was like, all right, I gotta be consistent. I gotta you know, make sure I put out, you know, at least like one video a week or something. Um, be consistent with the whole thing. And so I I did pay off my student loans and that was one of the things that I was like, well, I can share that like success story to other people that you can do this and you can pay off loans. You could do, you know, pay off your, your car, you could pay off student loans, you could do whatever you want, you know, with that Gosh. extra money. So that's what I was like, all right, well, if I stay consistent with it, I think it'll eventually grow. And sure enough it did, but I was like, you know, just pumping out as many videos as I could and things took time. Like it wasn't even going to be right away either. And, and just kept at it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, dude, that's crazy that you were able to pay off your student loans. Like I'm still paying mine. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> like the, the fact that you were able to like pay off
1: your student loans by like finding shit at like Ross and Marshall's that's wild. Yeah, that was, uh, I was, of course, it's like a 10 year plan. And I was Mm -hmm. able to pay it off in five. And I feel like if I didn't do any like extra side hustling, like, I didn't even I was just at a point to where I didn't know what was gonna happen with my life at all being, I know, as like working there, and having a full time job, and even the salary job wasn't even like big time money or anything. It's like I started off as like the very start of like a graphic design position. But of course, like, my parents are like, no, you know, you should be, you know, very thankful that you have this job. And they would see me day in and day out, like, I'd have to go into a tie and slacks. And I was just like, I just hated this thing. I was like, <laughs> you, man, your parents can't do this. What was that? Were your parents immigrants? Uh, no, but they were no? just like, no. But my mom just came from that old school mindset of just like, you know, you have to. Yeah, exactly. Like my, my grandma, everybody lives like lower valley of El Paso. Like we, they came from nothing really. It's like not having a lot of money at all. And so my mom came from the point where like, you better appreciate you even have a job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're lucky you even you even have this. And yeah. my dad on the opposite end was like, they could pay you all all you want. If you don't like what you're doing, like you're never, it's never going to like, you're never going to be happy at all. Yeah. so you but you have to decide like and if you want to eventually quit then that's fine but you know they would just see it like wearing and tearing me down <laughs> yo what about the day that you actually quit do you remember <laughs> oh yeah they actually quit i was like man <laughs> yeah, yeah i was i was right you never high. seen me again <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> you remember the dave Chappelle episode where he uh well he where he like marries Oprah and it's like his last day at work yeah. and like, he starts like kicking over trash cans and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Were you doing that shit? Were you like oh, oh, man. Shit? I, got, I, was... I got
1: 50 subs on YouTube? What? <laughs> 50 <laughs> That's pretty, pretty much where I was at too. Even the people that I worked with, I was like, hopefully people don't find out. I have like a channel or something because <laughs> kind of like embarrassing a point too, because it's kind of like even my friends, I didn't tell any friends, any family. I was like doing YouTube stuff. Cause it's just like, how do you even like approach this? Cause even then my parents are like, Oh, that's cool. Like, that's cute. You're starting a channel. Like who cares type of thing. Do you get people who like, uh, I
0: know we're like when, we, well back when me and Nacho were like filming in this, even when we only had like 10, 10 subs, because in Fresno, bro, like nobody's at the time, nobody was like brave enough to make a YouTube channel. Like my brother <laughs> was like the only dude and he, uh, <laughs> and we would go and people would be like, yo, are you not Travis Fines? And they would like ask us quite, they thought we were like hella successful and we're like, bro, <laughs> <laughs> you remember that one dude who like, mm-hmm. he was like a mm-hmm. truck driver. He was like, I wanna show on the I kinda like, we talked to him for like a good 30 minutes, bro. Did, does that yeah. ever happen to you? Like where you're you're in stores and shit and people are like, yo, are you Hustler X?
1: <laughs> I mean, it happens a lot more now than what it did back then, of course. And back then, like, even then, now it's not like all the time, but back then it never really happened at all. Instead, I would just get people looking at me weird for like, "Why is this guy filming in here?" And like, <laughs> "This dude's a creeper." Like, "What is he up to?" Like, "Who films inside Ross?" Like, "What's going on?" And like, that's really what it what it was a lot of the time.
2: Yeah, that's what it, that's what it felt like in the beginning. You know, it's yeah. it's crazy because because it's like you know people look at you like you're a psycho, and then like we come in with that big boy like with the roll mic and everything, and it's <laughs> yeah. like. It's not like we're not being discreet at all. <laughs> and people are like, what are they doing? And the LPs look all nervous because they don't want to
0: approach yep. you. Mm-hmm. It's the funniest thing in the world. You know what I mean? Bro, the, when we're filming in the women's section, is the worst, bro oh that's what yeah. i'm like my anxiety is like through the roof cover. i'm just like damn we look hella weird right now <laughs> <laughs> my big ass brother like <laughs> down, we're looking for some heat you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, at
1: one point i was filming like even stuff to flip on amazon i was filming like sports bras and stuff and i was like man <laughs> 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 they're just looking like what is this dude doing <laughs> you, were
0: going in there, you were going in there with like a gopro right like a small ass camera right? yeah
1: i had a gopro first i was just doing like my iphone and then mm-hmm. i had gopro and then i just got kind of like that uh that mark ii that little like vlogging camera and now that's what i use all the time so it's like kind of small but let's see
0: we were rolling through with this
1: guy oh yeah that's yeah that's that's a real deal right there yeah yeah <laughs> that's a
0: canon right there we're
2: we come in with the heavy fire brother like who's that guy yeah
1: <laughs> bro yeah.
0: before we could even get in the like sometimes the the especially like the manager was there like the uh, district manager or whatever mm. like they 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 would stop us immediately like yo you guys can't film here like oh man some yeah, of them what? were cool though some of them were like yo you guys have a channel you know yeah we were like, oh. <laughs> like, they, they were like subscribe on the spot and <laughs> yeah
1: i think well, when me and hustleby went to like california like it seemed pretty normal i guess for people to just be recording Uh but like no one really told us anything but like being here like in el paso being like a small city you get the people lurking the people asking questions what's going on and so it was like a totally different dynamic i guess
0: (laughs) yeah for sure yeah hustle b that's another like part of your your story i guess like your image when did you guys link up like how'd you guys even meet um he was just
1: like a subscriber from the channel and he just had questions on like something he wanted to get into he also enjoyed sneakers and he would just email me here and there I'd answer them and it's just like one of it's like you get three different types of emails like it's either hey can you help me this is what I'm into number two thanking me for like helping them out from their business they got they started to find stuff and flip and the third one was like you asshole for like telling everybody about Ross you ruined my life (laughs) you ruined my business Sweet. Like, I get those too. <laughs> yeah. No one knew about this, but you just had to tell everybody because you wanted to be famous doing YouTube videos. Damn. And like, so those are the three like emails I would get and Hustlebee's case, it was just about learning. So I was like, yeah, I can answer this one.
0: Yeah, for us, well, our DMs are just like, yo, uh, I, you know, I found these in a size 12. How much do you think they can go for? Or like, <laughs> yeah. even, though, even me, like I'm not, you know, like, my ig isn't like all sneakers and shit i'll even get like they'll track me down they will be like yo i got these for sale or yo what would <laughs> you know what is the best way to sell these i'm like yo ebay bro offer up like i mean i'm nice about it but yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> a ton of those still bro, i don't know and you get like really crazy like people
2: like you get you get like these crazy people and then like right now with the whole youtube thing it's been like it's been three weeks since the last video oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you hope every- yeah do you get that do you get oh that? yeah, what? for sure. What happened during yeah. the holidays? I didn't do a live video for three weeks. I just want—I was like going to take like a nice break. I was like, I'm just going to chill for a little bit. Yeah, DMs are like, "Where you at? What happened? Did you get the virus? Where you at? Like, how come you not doing videos?" I'm like, man, I just wanted to chill for a little bit. For sure. <laughs> and then
0: I remember watching because i because I like at one point I was watching every single one of your videos. Like at this point. I still watch them. I watch you and and know it to flip it. A oh lot. yeah, a lot. Jake, you so entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh, I remember when you when you guys did that. Um. It was like a cross country fucking like national tour of like Ross and Marshall. <laughs> yeah. and you and B were like in hotel rooms with like fucking Nike boxes and just. Oh, <laughs> what the hell were you like? How? What, I'm sure you got some crazy stories from that too. You know
1: yeah I mean, that was also kind of different because like I didn't even know this dude, you know what I mean and uh-huh. like now I'm like traveling or like <laughs> riding with him and then like you know, hotel or whatever like this dude could just snap my neck while I'm asleep like I don't you know I don't know this dude, you know what I mean uh-huh. but um he seemed like he just knew his stuff in the beginning whether from from sneakers like from the Philippines and like because they were like all into Jordan, all into like <laughs> Kobe's things like that so he already knew that side and then he also came from like a business side so i learned all this new stuff from him like how to like even grow the business stuff from from him in that way but he was just trying to figure out you know the like basic reselling thing on stores and then we just had this idea like hey we should just start start you know traveling and seeing like what else is out there because getting kind of bored of my little city and he lives in Cincinnati, so he would always drive out, like, Chicago or Indiana, other places. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, let's start, you know, seeing what's out there. And we would get a lot of emails, too, from people that were like, man, there's nothing in my city. Like, you must be planting these fines there because there's no way you're going to find any of this here. And then I told B, like, all right, let's go to these cities and see what they have. Because they're saying there's nothing, so let's find out for ourselves.
0: Yeah, that shit was tight, dude. You guys were, like, fucking... That was wild. I was <laughs> really doing it, bro. Like, yeah. it was crazy. And
1: then we went through Fresno. So. Oh, yeah. Boom. Yes, Came sir. through. Yeah. I, mean, I was
0: so pissed that I wasn't able to link up. Because, you know, I'm in L.A. I go, I go down to Fresno. To, well, I would go down there every week to film him. Yeah. But, yeah, that was, that was wild, dude. Like, how were you? Like, just the logistics of that. Cause you're, you're basically going, you're like, if you find the good shit, you're going to, you're going to get as much of it as you can. Like you guys shipping it. You guys were shipping it back to like your, uh, I guess El Paso or Cincinnati or whatever from like the city that you were in that night.
1: Right. Yeah. So we had to, um, we'd ship UPS and you'd like tear down the boxes, you know, fold them up and then put it in, you know, big box and ship it back. And then everything else, that was, I found like at Ross without a box, then I would try to uh, bring it back with me to my luggage. So I'd bring like two big bags like of luggage and then I could fill those up. And then whatever, yeah, whatever was re- remaining, I think one, I think we shipped back like six big boxes at one point. And so that also kind of like goes into the profit margin. So I had to keep track of like everything that I got. And uh, but, I mean, it was super cool and I, I want to do it again. He wants to do it again, but of course you know, with all this stuff going on. We just haven't hustle, done, right? Yeah, out hustle. <laughs> that's what it was called, no, out hustle. Man. Yeah, and we just like meeting people too. I think meeting people was like the most exciting part of it just because like you never get to see anybody in here in my own like city. And even then that you, you see the same stores over and over again. So getting out there and see what other people have access to and then meeting them in person that are always leaving comments or DMs, like that's what we like the most. And then we get to like do little meetups and things like that.
0: Yeah, we gotta do that, bro. I wanna do that for sure. Like, yeah, um, the, the whole meeting, like all of like your internet friends, is yeah. a pretty cool feeling. Yeah, yeah you're like, oh cool.
2: man, you finally put a face to the, you know what I mean? To the DM. It's it's a it's a pretty cool thing, you know what I mean? It was cool yeah. when I
1: met you finally. I was like, oh man, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and everyone's like pretty cool, you know, in like in person. I guess cause like also the I don't know, people that watch the channel kind of like similar position. Like we're all kind of like maybe in like your thirties. Some people have kids Some people married Not. I don't really have like 13, 14 year olds watching trying to like flip stuff and they're into shoes. So they're not really like that fan base of like pranksters and other stuff that does go viral. That That's not the fan base, but the people you do meet, it's like they have similar things they're trying to tackle too. Just like you are paying bills and having a family.
0: <laughs> you remember when you made that video with that one, that one kid that he like blew up what was his name again The um legit
1: tim bro
0: like he is like a superstar bro
1: and i remember the video <laughs> with him i was like yo look there's glenn man like his his cool. uh fan base his videos it is wild like on even when i first started this dude was already at like 100k and like he was him and like paul Cantu too were like the people that i was watching And I was like, they're both doing Ross. They're both doing like thrifting. um, And when Tim came through like El Paso, like him and his wife, and we went to go eat and stuff. And he was telling me like how much money he was making. And now that he's doing, you know, more of like this kind of like fake prankster type of stuff. And like, I was like, dude, this is insane. Like this guy's, this guy was pulling like 30 K a month. Yeah, bro. And like I don't know what he's making now. And even that was back then, so Yeah,
0: that was wild. But it was just crazy to see you in a in one in a video with me. It was like yeah. it was like
2: yeah, it was so random to see yeah. I was like, I was like, what? Because yeah. most of you But I, at the time I think life. his name was what? Legit Looks for Life?
1: Yeah, yeah. Legit Looks for Life. That's right.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was weird. It was like it broke the the fourth wall, like because Cause usually like it's just you, you, it's just your voice, and then like mm-hmm. at one point it was just photos. You would just shoot photos yeah. of like what you found, and you would do voiceovers. But I remember it was like actually you like standing there, and they were filming <laughs> you. I was like, yo, that's not <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy.
1: That was oh fun. man, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, but that's, I mean, I don't know, like, the crazy success that that he's gotten, and good for him too, and and the way he's like be able to like make that sick money on YouTube. I mean. That's goals right there, but I, you definitely have to switch the content. And he did. Yeah. He also switched it, and I was ex- extremely smart on his end, too.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, you also have like a, um, like, or are you still doing like that t shirt business that you were doing? Like, you were designing merch?
1: Yeah. So, I started getting into like merch by Amazon, and I was like, one of the, like, one guy started posting about it, other people started posting about it here and there. And I was like, I better get into this quick. So they have like a graphic design background. Let me get into this and start like making shirts. And back then, like you would make like 11 to 13 bucks, like a, like a, a t-shirt sale. And mm-hmm. so it would build up quick and you could make, you know, all these designs and have that design background. So I started to get into it and I was making pretty good money doing it over time. Like, uh, two, I think a year later, then into two years later, like Amazon couldn't keep up with the demand. And so during like Christmas time, the busiest time, they like shut down a lot of the listings so people wouldn't buy them. And then they started taking like a lot more of that money and giving less, sure. you know, to the to the creators. So you went from making 13 bucks to 11 to eight to seven to like 475 or something. What I was fuck? like, man, I'm putting like way too much work into these designs wow. to make panties out of this now.
0: What was so like I just wrote it when seller? it was hot. What was that? What was your number one seller? Like, what was like that? The, cause I, cause you were making like a, just like, just like shirts with like phrases on them yeah. and just like, just like shit you would, you know, you would buy like a 13 year old would be like, mom, I, I really want this shirt.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think one of the best selling shirts I did is cause you have to be careful with like copyright stuff. Uh and so you can't use like you can't use anything like any sports Uh names like any team names any video game stuff so i made one and it said like i smash on the first date
0: and it's supposed to be for like for like (laughs) for like smash
1: brothers (laughs) so i made like i made like the uh what did i do something with the text that i kind of made it more like kind of like it's supposed to be like a smash brothers kind of like uh kind of theme and that, yeah. that shirt sold like really good. <laughs> <laughs> how much money
0: how much money did the ice smash on the first date
1: um bring you in? Man, Roughly, do you remember? I mean at one time it would be making me like two grand a month or twenty five hundred oh, a month or something. Bro. And then I'd have all the other shirts come in. And so yeah, at one point I was making like ten grand a month, twelve grand, like I think ten might have been the highest. No, I think ten was the highest. So not not twelve. I think ten but I had really consistent like seven to eight grand months on print on demand. So I wasn't like shipping anything. I wasn't doing anything. I was just sitting there making designs. And then once it started taking more of that money, yeah, I was like, this is kind of a lot of work for it. And then I wanted to just, it started to feel a lot more like my job that I was at because now I was like just sitting here behind the desk, like, you know, face into the computer and just cranking out designs. And so I was like, yeah, it's probably, probably a good change and you were still pumping out videos at the time dude like you
0: would you consider yourself a workaholic because you were like i think you were uploading
1: more than once a week right yeah, I'm week. yeah. <laughs> i was still doing, doing videos yeah i'll doing videos and then my other my other friend wanted to do like a podcast for this merch on demand uh, you know on this uh print on demand stuff and so we did a podcast for that and then it was just like i think it's just too much going on at once
0: yeah but you were like keeping up with it it seemed like yeah i'm like as a con as a subscriber and like consumer of your content it seemed like you were like you know killing it it was it was cool to see it was inspiring thanks um,
1: i mean the, the editing part was was a lot easier i guess just because i had like design background that i like i was able to to edit stuff a lot quicker than than maybe other people just trying to like mess with it so that helped me um but yeah, it was a lot. There's a lot going on. <laughs> Are you still editing everything yourself? Yeah, I'm still doing edits myself.
0: In 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 what uh, Premiere Pro or, or Final Cut?
1: I do Final Cut. Final Cut. Yeah, started off with with iMovie, and then I moved to <laughs> Final Cut Pro, and then that's where uh, I just kind of stayed at that.
0: Yeah, it looks good, dude. Like your, I love the um the music you put in between. Like it, I feel like with the videos that me and 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 david make i i feel like uh i feel kind of like trapped sometimes because it's so overproduced it's so edited and i wish i mean i can make it simpler but um yeah i look at your your videos and i'm like yo this is like simple and high quality you know what i mean
1: but you guys have all the details and i think that's important especially talking about like the sneaker history like there's Mm. so many details that come into play that that you guys are covering and that's what i'm saying too with the edits like i know you guys are putting in that extra work to get that in yeah. and it's it's no joke it takes it takes time and and yeah. even doing the research finding clips doing the voiceover finding the music it's like man
0: yeah yeah you do i think but you you did it in a way that you could scale which is smart yeah. i think I w- which is what we're going to do next i think we're yeah. going to figure out something probably after the pandemic but um well, what it, so recently on Facebook, on Instagram you shared a post of like how much you earned in 2020, mm-hmm. and it was like three hundred. I think it was yeah, like three hundred and thirty thousand dollars or something like that. Yeah, yeah, a ton of money. Like, um, what so, and is that all from just flipping shit that you
1: find? So that came. I mean, so first, what I tell people too, it's like that's on sales. So of course, it's not like the actual right. profit from it. So that right. has to come into play. Um, but it's a combination. So, um, that was like from PayPal. So that didn't count. I mean, it didn't count YouTube, but it had to do with most of the flipping of the shoes and then me getting into like bulk buying. So the bulk buying had a big play into that. Um,
0: bulk buying bulk, bulk buying what? Like what?
1: It, like like Jordan's. What? So like uh-huh. Jordan one's, um, Jordan one's bread 11s. I did bulk buy during that time too. Um, and, and a lot of the flipping stuff, I felt like it kind of you are kind of limited in your space too, and so I wanted to combine like both buying sneakers with like Ross Burlington finds to like really try to completely grow it. And so like 2020 was, I mean, the best year so far that I, that I've had as far as like the sales go. And me and Hustlebee are just like like this dude comes out with he like he always tells me all the time like you see this is why you need Asians like me like. He comes up with like random ass spreadsheets and he's like, this is, this is how you, this is how you could hit a million. Like you gotta, you gotta get this amount of like inventory, sell it at this, at this price. And you, you reflip that money again into this. And I'm like, where's this guy coming up with this stuff? And then, you know, start playing with the money. So I have like, I have an exit plan that I would be able to, that I would like to do. It would take years to get to that point. But if I could hit that million, like that's, that's where I'm aiming for, but a million profit, not, not on sales.
0: And what, so once you hit that, you mean you say exit plan, like you, you want to leave, you want to leave the, the Ross finds, like hustler hacks life
1: behind or what? Well, I think. Cause me and my wife would talk about having a kid and we're both getting older. I mean, I, I just turned 35. She's 34. Kind of like they tell me all the time too, like women's little, like space there. It's like, you're kind of pushing it. Mm -hmm. So if we do have a kid. I just don't want it to get to the point where I'm just like working 24 seven. And right now I'm just like busting my balls on a lot of stuff. And I don't want to get to that point. I'm just working all the time. Cause like my dad went out of town. He'd be, he'd be working out of town, like two, three weeks in a row. Wouldn't see him. And he wouldn't go to, like, basketball games and things like that. And I didn't really know how much really affected him until he told me, like, a lot of that stuff. Like, I wish I was there for this, wish I was there for that. And, but being, like, a grown man now, I'm like, but you did everything you could, you know, to make money for our family. And, like, I don't resent anything like that. Like, you had to do what you had to do, you know, to help us out. And so I just want to learn from that, too, though, to where I'm not, you know, working and not spending time if. I have kids. So maybe it'd go down to like one video a week and then eventually they just like don't do the channel anymore and then just resell a little bit here and there for fun. You're gonna yeah.
2: do it, you're gonna do a Jay Z fade to black, you just Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. god uh, <laughs> I just
2: don't see you leaving the game, bro. No. I think you come back. <laughs> nah, you come back with the 45. You know <laughs> <I> No, <mean?
0: laughs> nah, I think you're smarter now I think you'll figure out how to like balance it out. I think I mean you you're a smart dude. I think you'll figure it out. I think you know i mean maybe you'll go a couple of videos less a week or whatever but yeah i think i don't think you'll stop <laughs>
1: so. yeah we got a lot of time though it'll be, it be way down the road though at least another three four years so who even knows what's going to happen by then
0: <laughs> right and now now you you and b are like paying it forward you guys have like a, a little seminar right or like i know i know you guys did like some in-person like um workshops where you like help people with their ebay business right
1: yeah, so we did some like in-person stuff. We did like a, a really good one was like San Diego. We we're able to like get a like a little venue down and and do all of that. So that was cool. And then we also had uh, like a night meetup thing before. Um, and so now since we're not able to do it, we're doing kind of like a, you know, Google Hangout type of meeting thing like every two weeks. And this comes from like all of B's crazy spreadsheet things ideas of like the amount you like the amount you have to hit in order to make a certain amount of money and grow if you're doing like Ross Burlington Nike outlet and all of that because when I first started I was just reselling stuff as long as I'm I'm making money I could put that money back to like pay off the student loans like that's all I really cared about right um but in his case he's thinking of like all these like long-term solutions yeah Yeah, like the the full business side and and it makes complete sense because you know um some people we've been kind of we go through their ebay store give them a review and then we go through like how much inventory do they have what's their quantity like what's their average selling price and in order for you to make five thousand a month ten thousand a month you need this amount of inventory to get to that point and once that inventory sells you have to like replenish that inventory and buy more in order to grow it to hit those numbers. And so yeah. now we're doing that individually for for people uh, doing these spreadsheets. And that's how I was able to grow. And that's how B was able to grow. And he, he shared that info with me. So now I can kind of like plug that in. And so that helped me do it. So now we're helping other people do it.
0: And if people want to like, you know, hit you up about this, where can
1: they find more info about it or sign up? Uh, they could probably just email me for now just because we're like, we're filled. So we're, we're filled like for the next, we had, we started like a two month plan. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to end, uh, the first week of March. So they could email me and we'll probably get like another set of of people in depends if they want to stay in or not. Uh, but yeah, hustler hacks, number one at gmail.com if they're interested.
0: Yeah. So if you're listening, uh, you should definitely hit them up. Because these guys are like legit the real deal um thanks for thanks for doing this dude like I appreciate a, it we really appreciate it um we'll let you go to the gym and are you is, <laughs> are did you just start start working out are you been uh, doing-
1: I've always worked out but I just I pretty much just to kind of like stay the same like I'm not really trying to I don't have any guns and i'm not'm I'm not ripped or nothing I'm just trying to like stay the same at 35 and just try to keep that health up because it, it's we- it starts getting tougher on on these joints.
0: Oh yeah, dude. You look, <laughs> you look good, bro. You look uh, good. thanks, appreciate. It. <laughs> and thank, thanks for, thanks for, um, for always uploading videos, dude. Like, sometimes, like, it's my, it's like my true escapism. I'm just like watching hella hustler hacks videos. So
1: thanks. Oh, well, thanks for that, and thanks for you know supporting the channel. I've supported you guys too, and and I'm excited to see what you guys do. Not only for the podcast, but on your new video ideas. So you know, I'm gonna be pumped appreciate, for that. Appreciate
2: the love, man. Yeah, for yeah, sure, definitely. All, All right. Let me know me. when I can
1: come back on down the road when when the podcast is. This is step what this is barely episode two. So episode
0: two, episode bro. two bro. Yeah, you so know it's going to be high quality. Don't worry.
1: Yeah. So down the road when you guys are like hundred, two hundred episodes, let me know when I get when I get to come back. Anytime,
0: bro. Anytime you need to All come right. on, you need to you need to share your message. You need to sell something.
1: <laughs> we're here for you, bro. Sounds good. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, Glenn. All right. Take care. All right, man. Take, take it easy, dude. Be All cool. Right. Bye.
0: All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed that. You know, we really enjoyed it. It's always fun to, like, go back to the early days of YouTube and talk about that. And, you know, Glenn's been there since the beginning for us. He's been kind of like a mentor to us. So it was really enjoyable for us. And if you've never seen Glenn's videos, just search Hustler Hacks on YouTube and his videos will come up. It'll just be him, like, going to Ross and Marshalls and finding these crazy sneakers, flipping them for a profit. And... I think he uploads like three times a week. So check him out. Hustler Hacks on YouTube, Instagram. And yeah, he does this for a living. So it's kind of wild. But hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, then we would really appreciate it if you could leave us a review on iTunes. You know, we're just starting out. This is obviously episode number two and it would really help us out. It would really mean the world to me and Nacho if you left us a review. If you have the time, if you don't, it's cool. But if you do, please go ahead and just leave us a review say what's up, you know, we, we read the reviews and, and it would just really help us out. So thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day, evening, morning, wherever it is you are in the world. Uh, we really appreciate it and we sh- will see you next week. Have a great day, evening, morning. <laughs> Peace.